It is the Thursday, December 16th edition of Baseball Today. That's my man T. Plouffe, a company guy in his John Boy sweatshirt, which I have yet to receive. I am Chris Rose. How many different colors do you have? Because we, we do have cool colors, I have to admit. I want to say something. You are Chris Rose. Don't ever forget that, all right? You are yeah. Chris Rose. I have two colors of this sweatshirt. It comes in three. Go ahead and check it out on the John Boy Media merch shop. You can get one. I don't understand. I know. I know. I've got got to get more merch. I've got like, I have a John Boy t-shirt. I have two Rose Rotation t-shirts. I have a John Boy hat that I've now officially sweated through way too much. It's just, you know, it's a great hat. You know, I think it's a trucker's hat. So I really like wearing it on my walks and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm a big sweater on my walks. So I've sweated (laughs) through. So I think it's time for a new one. Maybe that's a hint. That my partner should get me one of those for the holidays. I don't. Do know. I have? I don't think I'm in charge of merch. Uh, that's Jake's department. He's like literally the head of merch. So let's talk to him. We got him. Wait, Jake Storiali? Yeah, so that's probably why you don't have one right there. He's in charge of merch. He's the head of merch. Whew. Oh boy, I got a, I got a good, I got a good uh, code for you. You can borrow mine. You're a sweet man. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff I got to get. Got to get stuff for the kids. Got to get stuff for Michelle. We need to start being walking billboards because we're popping. As we we're like popping. To say. Yeah. Okay. You ready for the holidays, bro? We're like a week away. I am. I have a little bit more Christmas shopping to do. All my, my main peeps, like basically Olivia and my kids, done. Mm-hmm. Olivia got hooked up this, uh, this Christmas really? time. Santa was very nice to Olivia. Uh, but I got, you know, just a few more things, but I'm ready. I love the holidays. I love that it's cold outside. I can't wait to make a prime rib. Um, this is like, I thrive in this season. Okay, good. You, how you doing? Fine. You know, it's, uh, it, it's interesting when your kids get older, you just kind of get them stuff when they need it. So the sure. holiday season, it's not like, oh my God, this is what I really want. You know, it's weird. You, you got to get them like. Nice yeah. gifts now when they're older, like a phone or something like that. That's uh, like a phone. Dude, they've I'm had still phones bu- since they were in sixth grade. <laughs> I, yeah, I got know. one that just turned 21. What do you mean? Here, Josh, here's a phone. I'm still getting like Pokemon cards and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, it's easy for me right the fun now. Stuff. Yeah. Although I did, I there's a few things that, it, and we'll talk about it. I don't want to say it too loudly because one of the kids is just getting ready for school right now. He's got Ooh. a late day, you know, finals and stuff. So. I don't want. I don't want to give away what. Got him. Okay. Something special. If you hey, listen Chris. to the Rose Rotation with Miguel Rojas, you know what gift I turned him on to with his oldest son. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, who's the hat you're wearing? Uh, I don't know. Let me see here. I gotta. I'm, my hair is so crappy today. I'm not even. Gonna... Oh my god. Horrible. <laughs> uh, I want to say this is. Uh. Oh, I shouldn't ask. Oh my goodness. This might be the sod poodles. Hey, listen, looks like dude. San I got Antonio bedhead. something. Is it the sod poodles? I don't know. Maybe, like Dan, maybe Dan can look it up. Our outstanding producer for the day, Dan Rourke. Okay. Um, you know him from just blasting how much he loves Aaron Judge every day on his Twitter feed. Maybe he can look that up and let us know at some point during our discussion. But let's get to it a little bit. That's um good. was doing a little combing through the athletic and and saw that up in Seattle. Uh, they're talking about adding more pitching, even though they just added 
AL Cy Young Award winner Robbie Ray to the rotation. Do you think that once the lockout is over, that that should be the first order of business in Seattle? It's one of the orders of business. Uh, Dan just texted us the San Antonio missions. I was right. Yes. PSA. There we it go. It's one, it's one of the things they have to do. And yeah, look, you sign the, the reigning Cy Young. You have some really good young guys in Flexen and Gilbert. You have Marco Gonzalez there. I, I even believe the article you sent o- over, DePoto said this is the best rotation he's had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean it can't get better. So I think that's one of the things they have to do. I don't know what order of priority it should be in. But uh, to me, you know, when you're a team like the Mariners and you have your window and you kind of have some prospects at the precipice of the big leagues, it's the free agent market's kind of gone. Like maybe you can find a few here and there, but they're more so probably looking to the, the trade market. You're talking about for starting pitching. For starting pitching, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd go along with that. And then, and then it's deciding who and for, and for what. Because when you have these guys, you don't want to give them up. So you're looking for guys maybe with an inflated salary that the teams are looking to shed some salary. And you know who that is. That's the Reds, most likely. Mm-hmm. You know, the A's seem to be in sell-off mm-hmm. mode. So you can go there. The interdivision thing's uh, interesting. But look, you can always, always add pitching. And I know they're not done. Because as close as they got last year, uh, before the window was even open, you know, here is their... I don't know. What do you think how long their window to win is? Four or five years right now? I think it's hard to say because a lot it of it is hard depends to say. on the young guys like Kelnick and Rodriguez and those guys. And, you know, what is Logan Gilbert going to do next year? Like, there were times where he looked great, and there were times yeah. where he looked like he was making his first trip through the big leagues. And they've got a few of those guys that are really, you use the word, I like this word, on the precipice hmm. of, you know, being major leaguers. So you don't know, like those are the X factors because you can't count on them going in. So anything you get is extra. But if you don't make a move, then you have to rely on them. It's a it's a catch 22 because you want to believe in your prospects. You want to believe that you drafted Uh right. You developed right. Uh But you know that they're not all going to work out. So, yeah, you have a lot of these young guys coming up. And, you know, some of these guys are kind of sure things. Like, I think Kelnick's probably a sure thing. Rodriguez is probably a sure thing. I know he struggled last year, people. I understand that. But over time, these guys are going to be at least, in my opinion, average big leaguers. Okay. But that's isn't that the point that nothing is – like, the reason that DePoto came out with these quotes about and, – and maybe the, the article is talking about them needing more starting ro- rotation depth is because two guys who are former first-round picks in Dunn and Sheffield by other teams, Sheffield by uh, Cleveland, he then got traded in the Andrew Miller deal to New York and then eventually got traded to Seattle. And Dunn, of course, a first-round pick in the Mets that got traded over in the Cano, uh, right? In the Cano. I don't know when Dunn came over. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Along with Kelnick. So, but they haven't shined at this level you know i mean those were first rounders and when they're first rounders but you know we can go through all the drafts you know two or three guys are bona fide all-stars from every draft you know one's an mvp guy there's a handful of guys that are really really solid major leaguers and then there's a bunch that just kind of made it made it tempting the show and that was it yeah, but you don't need all-stars from your entire roster, especially True. from the young guys. You just need them to eat some innings, give you a chance. Okay, yes. then they can develop into something more than that. If I'm DePoto, you're looking at the rotation, and 
you know, you, I don't think you're looking at it as being like the strong point of your team. Like their, their, their bullpen was good last year and their pitching was good, but I don't, unless they add someone else, I don't think you're like, Hey, that's going to be what gets us over the hump. Right. So here's what I'm thinking. Uh, it is not the first order of priority. If I'm yeah. Jerry DePoto, they still had the second worst OPS in the American league. They didn't hit where the shit. I know that they've added Adam Frazier. I think that's going to help. Uh, hopefully with time, you talked about Kelnick. I doubt he's going to get sent down again in 2022, like we saw in 2021. But with all that being said, I would try and upgrade at third base. I know Abraham Toro played really well, but I think he's a guy that fits better in, you know, moving him all over the field. I just, I think that that's probably best for him and best for them. And if you can't get your hands on a Chris Bryant or Trevor Story, does that mean that you try to get somebody else in a pitcher slash third base combination? Do you try and go big time, right? Do you call the A's and try and get Chapman Oof. and Montas and Oof. just start? I, I don't. I don't think so. I'll tell you why. It's just you're you're unless you believe now is the time, like you really, really believe in this roster, like this upcoming year and the year after that, then maybe you go and, and do a blockbuster like that. Cause you're going to have to give up a lot yes, to get are. a Matt Chapman. And then one of their pitchers, I'm assuming yep. you're talking like Montas or Bassett or something like yep. that. Well, you're going to have to blow up that farm system that you just got to where it's at. So I don't think that's the move for them. I'm more on the, they, their payrolls, nothing. Okay. I know they just paid Robbie Ray some cash there, but they have a lot of money to spend. Go out Amen. and I would go to the Reds. That's what I would do. Yep. And I would say, give me one of your pitchers. We'll take on the salary. It's not going to cost us any prospect capital. We'll keep these guys because we need a barrel of them. So a few of them work out. And I think that's the route I would go, whether that's you- third base market or, you know, uh, the starting pitcher market. And I want to say this. Abraham Toro moving all over the place might be good for the Mariners. It's not what's best for him. Put that it guy at one position. No. Yeah, uh, it's not what's best for him. You're right. You're right. I'll take yeah. that back real quickly because we need to move on. Would you do Sonny Gray and take on like Suarez's contract? Because he's a guy that did not play well last year, but has played well. You know what? I would I would look at that. Yeah, I don't know the numbers on it. I know there's some there's some decent money tied to both those guys, but why not? Suarez is a guy that can hit the crap out of the ball. You know, didn't he hasn't had a didn't have a good year last year, and I don't think he had a good year the year before either. So you're kind of banking on some sort of rehab right. for him, like getting him back to where he was. Um, but maybe, maybe you try that out. Okay. Probably should have brought uh, Corey Seager back or Kyle Seager back. Uh, yeah, that, that I think that has sailed. Yeah, it did. Sailed yeah. in April. Um, when the lockout is over, uh, baseball teams are going to have about three weeks to bid on Seiya Suzuki. 27 years old, you know, like gold glove type outfielder, serious pop, hit almost 40 homers, had over 1,000 OPS. Where is his best landing spot now that we've seen a little bit of free agency shakedown? I don't know. It's, it's tough to say, you know, the best spot for him. I am. I, Let I, me, I, you know what? Let me um, change me the a, wording. Okay, sure. What's the most fun mm. landing spot for him? I think the I think somewhere like the Yankees might be the most fun. I, I my first answer to this uh, was the Phillies. Mm, that's what they, mine was. 
Yeah, I think that that kind of works. I but I don't want that for him. I don't want him to go and play in Philadelphia. Like why? Because of the pressure cooker. Kind of, and I don't know, man. I I, I want him to. <sighs> I feel bad talking crap about the Phillies like this. I, I actually think they're a pretty good organization. I think the Philadelphia would be tough to come over. For. That's like your first taste of, you know, being in America, playing in the States, doing that. And you're playing in Philadelphia. And if you have a, a, a first bad couple of weeks, they're going to, they, they're going to turn on you right Hold away. On, That's you just, but you just said the Yankees. How's that any different? Because you're, because you really know that's going to happen in New York. And I, and at first I think, I actually think New York fans are, not as brutal as Philadelphia fans. I think New York, if he comes over, they'd, they'd give him a couple of weeks to a month before they really started getting on him. Whereas Philly, I don't think, I think that happens like first series. I remember Giancarlo Stanton had that five strikeout game very early in his New York I, tenure. <laughs> they just need like New York, New York just needs like one homer or something. They just need to see a, whatever you promised and like, you know, they can ride with you a little bit. I think Philly is more brutal than New York. It, it, yeah. But he fits I, I better in Philadelphia of, than he does in New York. I think they're kind of interchangeable, but I think that, uh, I would love to see it because I think that, um, obviously Japan would give a shit about Philly's games. So it would give them an opportunity to watch Bryce Harper a lot, sure. which I think would be fun. Um, I think to have a corner outfield of Suzuki and Harper would be a ton of fun. Uh, I think that small ballpark would play to his liking. It sounds like he's a damn good defender, but he's not a center fielder. They have a vacancy there, but left field, fine. Good. We got the corners, man. I'm in good shape there. I, th- I think it's a really solid fit. I just do. I, th- I like it. I, th- I, th- I think it is too. It makes a lot more sense than the Yankees, mm-hmm. considering the Yankees have judge gallo they still have hicks there so you gotta mm-hmm. gotta figure out where you want to put the guy uh dodgers is another one like are they have they has there been any interest there because he can play center field apparently yeah it, but i mean you still have bellinger Betts. they brought back taylor pollock is still on the deal i don't know where that fits i'm i'm hearing they're talking about moving belly did you see some of those rumors trading yeah. Well, yeah, because at some point you're going to have to make a decision. Like it's almost yeah, make a decision. Piper and that's what, this is what I'm talking about. Is during this lockout, there's going to be a lot of teams just looking at their roster, looking totally. at their roster, looking totally. at their roster. So I think with a guy like Suzuki, who a lot of teams covet, he's he's what you want in an offensive threat nowadays. He gets on base and has power. You when you find those guys, you want them, no matter what position they play. We're going to find some for lack of a better term, dark horse suitors mm-hmm. uh, for Suzuki. Maybe an out-of-the-box team comes there. I know this article that you sent over had the Rangers uh, going nuts for him. That's I, where Pete Moylan had him going in our free agency draft. Was that before or after those? It was before It was before everything started. Yeah. So I I don't think that's necessarily fair. I do. I think Philly like makes the most baseball sense, but, man, they're brutal there. They're brutal, dude. Okay, let's move on. Which fan base should be most excited about their team's pre-lockout moves? The Mets. That's the easiest answer. No hanging fruit right there, brother. <laughs> I know. You could, not... say the Ranger, you could say the Rangers. They uh-huh. signed, you know, they had an incredible start. You yep. know, who, so they got uh, Simeon. They got Seager. They got John Gray. You know, apparently, Yeah, Calhoun. Apparently, they're still in on Suzuki. But the Mets, you, I think you have to – 
take into account like Lindor. I feel like that's a pre-lockout deal. You trade it for him, then you sign into that massive wow. extension. It, it counts for me. It really does. All right. But, you know, they went out and got Marte. They got Scherzer. Who else did they get? Canna. Canna. Yeah. I mean, this. And, uh, and your old teammate, Eddie Escobar. And Escobar. See, like they've made so many moves, you forget about them. Yeah. So if you're a Mets fan, a lot of expectations last year and didn't necessarily go your way. Although the team, like the roster, looks really good. Uh, and now you supplement it even further. There's a lot to be excited about um, if you're a Mets fan. I think that's the, I mean, that's like the only answer, right? Unless no, you got another it's one. not. Tell me. The Detroit Tigers. Okay. Okay. All right. You're adding, you know, Erod, who I think is a really solid major leaguer, uh, still in his late 20s. And, you know, they, they've spent so much of their draft capital on pitching that mm-hmm. these guys all got a taste of it over the last two seasons between Mize and Scooball and Manning, that one of those guys might turn out to be great. The other two might turn out to be really dependable. You just don't know at this point. I loved the Tucker Barnhart move because that was them planting the flag saying, fuck it. Somebody is having a sale because they don't want to pay a guy who's a really good defender and can help manage a young pitching staff, $8 million. We do. We are back. Plant the flag. And then go give Javi Baez 140 mil. Now, I know that sometimes offensively he's going to drive you nuts. You know, he showed great discipline over the last two months with the Mets. I don't know if that's going to carry over for five years with the Tigers. But I do know that they're saying we're good enough to go give a guy a nice meaty contract. And don't let's not forget about, you know, Torkelson and, and Green. Who are, those aren't any there's that lockout pre-lockout deals. No, but w- what I'm saying is that it all <laughs> comes together. I mean, shit, if you're gonna throw Lindor's <laughs> extension in well, there, well, you got mad I, at me. But I can talk about guys who at least haven't been at the big league level who are going to be showing their face for the first time in 2022. That's why as a Tiger fan, I'm like, you know what? They're not just saying, well, we'll give it to the White Sox. No, no, no. That's not, and I wouldn't be surprised if they make more big moves afterward. I would be surprised if they made more big moves. Uh, the Mets, on the other hand, I wouldn't be surprised. The dude's got big, big, yeah. deep, deep pockets. He just, would you, wouldn't you like to see somebody go over a $300 million payroll? Yes. I would, too. God damn right I would, Rose. I think it'd be fun. You know what's funny? Hey, quickly, because I know we, we got to keep this thing tight today. Jerry Blevins, I mentioned to him about uh, Scherzer. And the DeGrom opt-out. And I was talking about $50 million a year he's going to be able to get from Steve. Blevins goes, poof, he thinks more. We started getting to a point where we said, there's a possibility this guy can hold him hostage for $60 million. Wow. Be- well, Mets fans, you got a lot to be excited about. I don't know about that, but that would be interesting. I'd like to see it play out. All right, last thing. Uh, big thing on social media this week was that Netflix is coming out with a a movie in late January about <laughs> the life of Sean Payton, the new Orleans saints coach during the year that he was suspended for bounty gate and how he went back and coached his kids team in Dallas. And they got Kevin James, the um, dad bodish comedian to play Sean Payton, which is about as, about as big a miscast physically as you can get. First of all, did you like, did you see him as Sean Payton? Have you seen any of the clips? It just looks like Kevin James. Like he didn't do anything to get into the role. <laughs> it's just bizarre. And like some of the comedy stuff, like there's no way this shit happened. Like it, 
I would love to talk to Sean Payton about what he thinks of this thing. First of all, I'm sure he had to sign off on it, right? Who knows? Who knows with these things? Okay. The funny thing was, is that Peyton was home on Wednesday sick. And of course, every comment on Twitter was yes, because he watched the trailer over and over of Kevin James <laughs> playing him. That's what caused him to be ill. But the, the reason we're bringing that up today on baseball today is which ma- major league manager would you like to see them make a movie of and who would play that guy? Well, I like really, 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 really short movie. So let's just do the Carlos Beltran in the Mets movie. Ah. It would just be like <laughs> two scenes. You sign the paper and you're fired. That's it. No, I have an answer for you. Yes, that was that was mean. Um, it's close to my heart. Uh, Ron Gardenhire. Yes, good one. He's got to be around Tom Kelly, so you can have somebody play Tom Kelly because that guy's a character. And, you know, Gardy just loved to get ejected. Mm -hmm. So I think Jack Black going and screaming in umpires' faces and, like, seeing all the different – Yeah. I think think especially, like, later career Gardy had a little bit of the belly there. Uh Uh-huh. I I think that would be pretty funny. Okay, good. Yeah. That's not bad. I like the casting. (laughs) You know, you just – you gray him up. But, you know, you could definitely see him having the mannerisms. And when Gardy went after it, he would turn like tomato red. Tomato red. Yeah. Kicking everything, throwing things. Good shit. I love that. Uh, For me, I'm going to go with Don Mattingly. But I got to go like all the way back to his Yankee days. I really I don't want to focus as much on the managerial part of it. I want to focus on him having the mustache. So I'm going to go with. Magnum P.I. himself, Tom Selleck, who, of course, okay. has been in baseball movies. You know, <laughs> He's too old to play Donnie baseball when he was young, though. Well, he is now. But what I'm saying is, is that I would like to have somehow take young Tom Selleck and sure. have him play young Don Mattingly because Selleck was as big a star in Hollywood as Mattingly was in baseball circles. Yeah. So he knew he knew all about the good stuff, if you know what I mean. And you don't have to fake a swing. The guy can swing. There's there's a video of him taking BP at Old Tiger Stadium somewhere. Hopefully we'll find that, Dan. No Ron pressure. Washington would be a great one, too. He's got oh. so many stories. He's already been in movies. So yeah, who's ever yes. played Ron Washington in Moneyball? I can just play him in this next movie. Yeah. We could get the, uh, remember Mini Wash? The little kid that <laughs> had the skull cap of him. <laughs> when Ron Washington. I do remember him. that. That was good. I just remember Happy Feet, Ron Washington, when the Rangers were winning. He was sending the guys home. He's yes, waving his arms. He dances in the dugout. Like this. Oh God, <laughs> good stuff. I love it. Yeah. You guys can always leave a comment about who you would like to play your favorite manager. It's not a bad thing if you're on the YouTube side of things. If you're on the audio yeah. only, that's okay. Just hop on over and leave us a little write up, and don't forget to subscribe as well. Like, know? subscribe, all that good stuff. All that stuff. We need to check in on it. Uh, what do you have coming up on John Boy, my man? You know, uh, talking baseball came out yesterday. It was me and Jerry Blevins and, and Jake and BBD. So we had a little reliever draft that was kind of fun. We talked about the dynamic between pitchers and position players and just a good conversation. Jerry's a great guy. Yeah, good dude. Um, and, and that's basically it. Weekend's free for me. Um, got some stuff going on. But what about you, man? Well, I, I don't want to give away too much because it's not 100% confirmed, but I believe we're shooting a podcast tomorrow with Miguel Rojas and a very famous baseball guest. So 
not 100% signed and sealed. But then we're shooting another one on Monday that will be um, half of it is going to be talking about what's going on in negotiations from the player's side. So Lucas okay. Giolito, nice. who is a player rep for the White Sox, and I will be joined by Marcus Simeon, the newest nice. Texas Ranger. And he is a part of these negotiations as well. So we're going to spend part of the time talking about what we're going to break it down and make it very easy for the fans. What's what the is Lucas the, Marcus connection? What is it? Just yeah. that they're both in the ne- negotiations together. Okay. And then we'll be talking with Marcus as well about his decision to go to Texas, what it was like to play in Toronto on the one-year deal, all sorts of stuff. Really good dude. Um, I'm looking forward to catching up with him. So that's coming out probably in a week and a half or so. We'll, we're going to tape it, and you know we're only releasing one rose rotation per week right now. Okay. Uh, don't be afraid to ask Marcus for, you know, some cash. He's no, probably got some laying around. No, he's a guest on the oh, show. Oh, I will. Well, but you can. Yeah. Not as a member of John Boy Media, but just as independent Trevor Poof for, dude. Yeah. I'll send him my, like, little You live freaking barcode. five houses from Stafford. Go ask him for some money. I might, I might today. Let me go ask him. Jeez, don't get too close, though. They got a little bit of a COVID breakout. I know. I could have gave you that tip. I could have given it to you. Yeah, that's Next getting time. worse. Worse yeah. and worse. All right, listen, everybody out there, stay healthy. It's nothing we were on a joke about. So, because we want you here each and every Tuesday and Thursday on Baseball Today. Special shout out to our producer extraordinaire for the day, Dan Rourke. Keep doing your thing. Keep pro- you know, professing your love for Aaron Judge. And hopefully, you got him a nice wedding gift there, Rourke. Yeah. I don't know if you did or not. Ploofy, I'll see you on Tuesday. I have to go like five <laughs> days without seeing you. It's tough. Maybe we'll go play golf this weekend. Probably not, okay. but um, maybe. Enjoy that holiday shopping. Thanks very much for tuning in here to Baseball Today, a part of John Boy Media.